This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think what's struck us over the 12 months is how many good people there is at the club, the potential of the club. You know, we've got great owners, we've got a great chief exec. There's so many good things in place here, including where we're sitting now at the RH Academy, to give the, the club a chance to go forward. A year ago, Nigel Clough's name was top of the list to replace Graham Cochran as Manthfield Town Manager. And on Saturday, as Clough takes his side to Sunderland in the Emirates FA Cup first round, he'll celebrate a year to the day that he put pen to paper. But in the last 12 months, how far have Mansfield Town come? And have Clough and his team made an impact? Tonight, in this special episode of the Mansfield Matters podcast, we'll put Clough's first year as Stag Boss under the spotlight and delve into what's gone right, what's gone wrong, and most importantly, try to figure out the direction Clough is leading our beloved club. As always, we want you to get involved in the live feed, both by way of comments and everybody's favourite, it's a returning Craig quiz. All about the last 12 months under Clough's tenure. And yes, you can guarantee there's mugs to be won. So come along and have your say on your team. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, or as it's known tonight, a Cloughcast. And we're on the side that mirrors the supporters' aspirations as well as their emotions. And I always think supporters want to see a, a team on the pitch that play like they they would if they had the opportunity, which means giving everything. Uh, but they also want to see some good football as well. I hope we've seen enough in the 12 months to know how we want to play, how we can play, and how we're going to try this season to keep progressing. Well, almost a year ago, we were sat on this very podcast wondering what the future would bring with Nigel Clough at the helm of the Stags. We knew it'd be a longer-term project as well, but how far into that project have we actually got and is Nigel Clough on course to take us forward as Mansfield Town Manager and build into that future? This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, or as it's going to be known tonight for one episode only, the Mansfield Matters Cloughcast. Yes, you can applaud later. We can add those effects in later on. Um, yes, we're going to be talking about Nigel Clough's first year as Mansfield Town Manager tonight. We want you to get involved in the comments, as I said in the intro. Have your say on your team. What have you liked about Clough's reign so far? What have you disliked? What do we need to prove and where are we going in the future? Joining me to discuss all of that and to try and make some sense of this and helpfully play along with the Nigel Clough Cloughcast quiz, we've got Mr. Clive Parking. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Craig. And joining us as another substitute appearance yet again, he's back. He's been on this podcast more times than regular podcaster Cam Felton. It's Mr. Alan Wilson, or should I say, Sir Alan Wilson. Good evening, sir. Good good evening, Craig. How are you, my friend? Are you keeping well? Yes, yeah, not bad. Still a bit throaty, but uh, getting there. Thank yeah. you. 
Absolutely. We uh, we could tell on Saturday at the, the home game that you were, uh, you know, a little bit uh, in the throat. But on the on the bright side, Alan, um, you know, we got three points and you got to, you know, bring up the crowd again with the goal scorers and the, the name celebrations, as we mentioned at the start of the season. How good a feeling was it before we delve into the Clough cast to see really, the get back on track? A really good feeling. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was going to be one of them games again when uh, Danny Johnson uh, skied the Johnny Miller-esque penalty over the bar. But, uh, you know, everything ended up nicely and uh, it was a really thoroughly enjoyable game. Yeah, absolutely it was. And uh, three points, uh, the key in the end. I've just noticed there as you were pushing your glass up, you got a little bit of a, a bandage on or a little bit of a... Um, a, a, a a, a brace on there. What have you done to your hand? Have you dropped the microphone on it? Oh, no. I'm, I'm actually off work at the moment. I broke my little finger and I broke a bone in my hand. I was, as you know, I'm a dustbin man. I was taking an assisted collection back. And as I came back out of the uh, lady's yard, I think she's had another piece of like stone put down, which unbeknown to me, I clipped on my foot and over I went. Oh, God bless you. Well, we wish you all the, the best for a speedy recovery. Thank you. And hopefully a win at Sunderland on Saturday. We'll see us through. Clive, let's delve into the Clough cast tonight. It's all about Nigel Clough. A year ago, you know, there were a couple of appointments that we were potentially looking at. Nigel Clough and Paul Cook were the, strong, were the sort of leading two candidates. Of the two, Nigel Clough ended up signing. And a year on, despite recent results, obviously bettered by Saturday, I think we still got the right man in the end, didn't we? I, yeah, I think the jury's still out, to be honest, although I, I hope sincerely it's been the right appointment. I quite like what Clough represents. Um, and I think uh, he's probably a better manager than the results that we've had this year would test it, would be testing them too. And I think we've, he's, I, I don't ever remember us having a manager with such a, a great heap of bad luck as he's had in the last uh, three months. So uh, let's get that behind him. And that's the only time you can judge him then when he's got a less impeded task. Oh, by the way, Alan, I thought you sounded really sexy on the PA. <laughs> you cold. I mean, do you two want to get a room? Is that what it is? I'll, just I'll leave that one there, Craig. Craig. Oh, goodness, no, I'll, leave, I'll leave you to it. Um, in all seriousness now, I think, you know, Clive's got a really good point there, Alan, hasn't he? You know, Clough's had his hands tied a little bit. He's been dealt a very, very bad um, hand. It would take some real, real skill to try and get through that. We've got players coming back now and I think perhaps as we sit here and look ahead to the, you know, one year anniversary proper on Saturday, he is very much helped by that result on Saturday, isn't he? The, the win at home to Tranmere. Oh, definitely. But it's like Clive said, he, uh, you know, he's, he'd been dealt a, a poor hand, like he said, with all the injuries, suspensions, etc. We saw what can happen with the first probably five games of the season. And then obviously with Mr. Perch, he's just... I can't believe our one man has made such a difference, you know, with Perch going. I know he's had various opportunities at the side of him, you know, which haven't worked, but I still think he's the man for the job and I think he will take us to higher climbs. Yeah, I still believe that as well, Clive. I think, you know, when we when we brought him in, we said on the podcast at the time, obviously you weren't a panellist, then you were just a humble viewer, but I'm sure you, you were watching. I've never uh, been humble. Along. Never. never been humble. There you go. Uh, but we were saying on the podcast then a year ago that it was a project for Nigel Clough and we get nowhere by chopping and changing managers. And there's definitely been, a you know, questions of it of late because of results and, you know, one of one or two other things. But in terms of the longer term projects, the, the you know, the, the barriers he had and the objectives he had to, to start off with, he's done, I would probably say, 75% of them. The first one, of course, was to keep us up last season, which he did. The second one, and I think this is the most poignant one, Clive, was to uh, to sort the wage budget out. He did that in the January transfer window a little bit. He did it again by releasing players um, in the summer. It's very much an ongoing task. It's a, it's a long one, and I think longevity is definitely the key with him going forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, a lot of fans don't fully appreciate what has had to be done this year in regard to budget. We've had this reputation of being a big budget club and I'm not sure that's entirely accurate now. I think what the club is doing is exactly right, which is to make itself financially secure. And you'll only do that by spending less this year following the disastrous 
two seasons before when our income was severely curtailed. But the trouble is with that, when you work with such a small budget, the quality of the squad is, is, is the result of that. And the depth of the squad is the result of that. And then when things go wrong, you're in a pickle. And we've been in a pickle. We've not been thrashed by anybody, but we've been in this position where it only took a daft mistake and there was one in every game that cost us. I think we're putting those daft mistakes behind us now. Um, and I'm sick of hearing about Perch. I think he's a wonderful player. And I'm sorry, I'm really sad that he's not playing. But he's not the, the be-all and end-all of the Manchester Town Football Club. And we have to get on without him. He was going to pack up playing football at some point. Um, this may have just brought it forward. But uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a fan of Clough, although I'm also a big critic of him. I'm, I'm critical of a number of things that Clough does. Mm. You've heard me go on about his man management and calling players out in public. Seems to be a trait in his career. Mm. And uh, also, I, I think he, you and I and, and many others have been very critical of his rigidity over the formats. Oh, rigidity. I like that. You can have that one. It's a good word. I don't think I'll be able to say it too often, though. But there you go. That's a very good word. I'm going to delve into some of the comments. I think this is an interesting point of discussion. Um, uh, Paul says it's an excuse for Clough to keep mentioning Perch. Um, Tim says Clough is the right man. Time will tell. Um, Kerry says, Alan, where is blame? Uh, And Alex says, Sir Alan, with some applause. The applause emoji. Absolutely right. We need to get... Next time you come on, Alan, we'll, we'll get you to... Uh, change your name on the screen so it says Sir Alan Wilson. Stop that is, around the man. That is what it should be. Uh, Roger says, overall think Clough is still in, but need some more wins to get that feel-good factor going. We're not totally out of the woods yet, but Tranmere game was promising. Absolutely. Um, Paul asks, what is Clough's winning ratio at the moment in time? I also... Um, and also, as I asked on Sunday, who would Craig and the team bring in in January and how many would you send out um, on loan? Not too sure of the winning ratio at the moment. Um, I wouldn't like to say a stat because I know that there'll be people out there um, that will be happy to, to prove me wrong. And I don't want to give wrong stats, but we'll come on to comparisons between previous clubs later because Clive actually dug out a very interesting article the other day, didn't you, Clive, without going too much into it? Yes, back in his Derby days, he was... Um... The PFA were very critical of him for the way he was very critical of players. Mm. That rings true of uh, recent times at Field Mill. Um, it's his style, it's his way, whether it's his own way or whether he's inherited some of that, I don't know. I personally don't think it's necessary. But, you know, he's a far more capable football manager than I am. Yeah. Uh, back to the other part of the question, though, from Paul. Uh, who would we bring in in January and how many would you send out on loan? To be honest, there's not too many that I'd, I'd look to ship out because you've already got low numbers the only ones that I would go out are the ones really that came in if that makes sense I don't mm. think there's really a need well there, there is a need that's the wrong word I don't think there's a place for naughty I don't I think there's better out there and we'll find better um in January the same goes for um uh for uh Will Forrester I forgot his name for a second there even though that's harsh because we've not really seen him play but it's just the injury factor you know in two weeks time when we've seen him play a couple of games we might be saying something different he may be you know the second coming he may be the the one that we needed all along uh but those two at the moment for me uh in terms of coming in we definitely still need another centre-back regardless of um playing uh Hawkins there um even though he's he's done a superb job for me and I think we do need a more senior goalkeeper as well. Um, I don't like to criticise um, too much young goalkeepers because I think it's the wrong thing to do. But when Shelby's played um, in the competitive games, he, he's not convinced me too much. To I be fair, though, a bit Craig, more seniority. Go on, sorry, go on, Clyde. To be fair, Shelby's had no real chance to, to play yeah, at the senior was, level and he's not going to get it either. Yeah. And I think if I was his parent club, uh, Forest, I'd be taking him away from Mansfield Town in January and placing him with a club that can offer him um, yeah. 90 minutes every week. Yeah, but, uh, beating me to it a little bit there because I think it's the same. But also, I think there's a bit of a worry with Nathan Bishop there as well. I think uh, Manchester United would have sent him out um, for you know to try and play in a team that's competing in the top 10. If we're not doing that and we're you know averaging you know 14th downwards I can definitely see them recording and looking to send him out to a higher level so that does concern me a little bit what about yourself Alan where would you be looking to uh, uh, to potentially strengthen or, or send out I would uh, I would be the same probably another centre back so we can have hopefully 
if Ferran Rawson keeps his form, we can get and maybe Forrester at the side of him, who knows, we can get Hawkins back up where he belongs. But after saying that, he's had such a good, you know, last month or so, you know, it's it's hard to know which way to go with that one. And I would also get another striker just to be on the safe side. But I would just harping back to what you said, Craig, I would give Narty, personally, I would give Narty a chance because... It proved when he came, it was already injured. That yeah. came out afterwards. And, you know, it might be better than what he's already shown. Yeah, absolutely. Quick question. Um, ran, uh, totally away from the podcast and I can't edit it out. Is anybody watching the stream on a phone? I'm not. No. Are you, Clive? Are you watching the stream on your phone? Put the uh, iPad running. Let me see if that's done it. Yeah, that's it. I can't hear it anymore. Yeah, I could hear I could hear feedback coming through. I just had a text saying that we had it as well. So uh, no worries. Uh, thanks for that. Right, let's move back to that. Um, yeah, um, people talking about um, Jordan Bowery as well uh, in the comments in terms of shipping him out. Obviously, he didn't play on Saturday, Clive. Um, Danny Johnson got his chance. I still think um, that Bowery has got something um, about him and I still think that he can offer us something. But again, if another option comes up, um, it, it's certainly worth looking at. Yeah, the big question is, does uh, does management team see Bowery being with us next season or not? If the answer to that is not, then we may as well let him go earlier. But the, I, I think that's a shame because I think Jordan Bowery offers something to the to the, uh, to the squad. Um, he hasn't been playing in the position he would de- desperately want to play in. And he spent most of the last few, last couple of months doing what everybody in this squad has been doing, which is firefighting. Yeah, so I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see him get a chance. But having said that, given the circumstances last Saturday, I think Clough picked exactly the right team by having the two uh, new strikers together, and he has to give them time together. Uh, Will in the comments says Bowery is worth keeping, but not a natural striker. He should be a winger. Uh, Jim says Ree Hawkins. Now the back four slash goalkeeper looks solid. I don't think. Um, uh, I'd fix it now. It ain't broken. So yeah, there's a there's a possible point. Although Hawkins no doubt will be frustrated at playing centre back all, all week. But I like it because it means you've got an option from set pieces. Uh, Roger says also Forrester not tried yet. No, absolutely not. Um, big week for him really, Alan, because he could potentially get a game in the FA Cup on Saturday. But if he doesn't play Saturday, will definitely get a game um, for us um, on Tuesday night when there'll be. Um, two fans in the stadium alongside yourself uh, for the Newcastle <laughs> Under 23s game or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm. I'm well. I'm, I feel 99% certain he'll be, he'll be playing. You know, provided he's not injured again or anything else. Apparently, he played for Stoke and he's had uh, another game as well, hasn't he? he's, yeah, had, he's had a couple of games twice for Stoke. Yeah, he's had a couple of games for Stoke under 23s, um, which is a better level than what our 23s is, to be fair. So, yeah, and has he, has he come through them, do we know? You know, yes. with. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. We've got to try him because he might yeah. just be the solution, as Craig said earlier. If he, if a, on loan he proves to be the player that we need, then the checkbook comes out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, try and go some more comments. Um, now that we have a settled. Uh, now that we have uh, to just have a settled period where the same players play in the same position for a while, says Tim. Um, Roger says, a little bit like the old man, no holding back on criticism. My Sheffield United mate said they called him negative Nigel. Um, Tim says, in my opinion, uh, in my honest opinion, we have had two bloody awful games all season. Every other game we have played some football. I agree with Clive that the very charitable defence shouldn't have handed out free gift goals willy-nilly, though. Yeah, absolutely um, on that one. Um, I want to move um, back a little bit now to um, Clough's Reigns of Hogs. We're talking quite... <coughs> Excuse me. We're talking quite um, narrowly about the last couple of games. I want to talk about it as a whole and go back to the the, the point I made earlier, Clive. You found some very interesting articles, didn't you, about Clough and his former clubs? Do tell. My friend Wikipedia. He um, the the thing is he's 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 drawn criticism elsewhere for the sorts of things that we generally speaking have been critical of him for here, notably the the public slanging of, of players and and also he had the same problem with a, a, a collapsed squad when he was at Derby and he you know he shipped a load of players in and out and then found himself with a huge injury list and Derby under his stewardship just avoided relegation that season 
So I think he's got he's got the experience to fall back on, um, and I, I I hope that that's good for the, for the Stags. By the way, I just want to pull up on something saying that Sheffield United fans were very critical of him. While he was at Sheffield United, he avoided relegation that looked, looked bolted on. And then uh, he got him to the FA Cup semi-final and the League Cup semi-final. Now, that's not such a bad record, really, is it? No, and I want to add on to that as well. And this is what really attracted me to, to him, actually, because every club that he's been at, He's had success, which has been measured in a different way. For me, a longevity football manager, Alan, is not about the trophies that they win. It's about the impact they have throughout their time at the club. Burton built them up years over years over years, and there's not a chance in hell that Burton would have the fan base and the, the prestige which they have now in probably a league above their station. I think that's probably fair to say, but they hold their own quite well. Might even be pushing championship again next season if it wasn't for that work done by Nigel Clough in the early days. And then again, when he went back for his second spell, Derby again. Um, you know, obviously, I work at Derby's Community Trust, which I get to speak to people who were there and uh, when Clough was around. And they say that pretty much the same thing that he came in, had to change the backroom staff, had to reduce the wage budget and things like that as well. Um, and, 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 still compete which he did same again at Sheffield United you look at the journey they had you know getting into the Premier League a few seasons ago if it wasn't actually for the the initial work done by Clough there Alan they might not have got there and I think um you know success sometimes from a footballer's perspective and I say this with no um you know nastiness intended whatsoever but more so the social media generation of football fans Success is not measured or should not be measured by the trophies you win. No, I'd agree with that. And I think originally that's, or as well as, you know, being a good manager and a good name and a good fit for the club, I think that's what he was brought in for, to put to steady the ship, to get things on an even keel. You know, like he said, we've got the uh, training facility. We've got all the good things around us. We've got John and Carolyn, thank goodness. We've got uh, a new CEO who seems to know what he's doing. We've got everything on board, which is like that. And, you know, we've just had a catastrophe with injuries and suspensions. We saw what can happen and what possibly will happen, you know, once he gets his team back. But just a, rip, uh, just a, a note to one of the other people that was on saying about Chef United, somebody at Chef, uh, a Chef, big Chef United fan works where I work. And he said, you mark my words, wait till Nigel gets his own team mm. in, they will drop. And that's yeah. they're the words that he said. I think that's the, the same across the board. And I think it's just that longevity yeah. lo longevity thing now for me, which is, you know, really, really key and really critical because we are, and we have been on this podcast, quite critical about the transfer window dealings so far because there's yeah. no doubt that um, we failed in both the, the last two transfer windows to bring in players. But on the flip side of that, Clive, we have got out players who were costing us a lot of money and not giving us the return we wanted. Yeah, and that's the balance that the club has to strike. Inevitably, if you're trying to save payroll, you ship out the players that are costing you most. And, you know, Nicky Maynard arguably was on the biggest salary. Um, and therefore, it was an easy decision to let him go, especially as he's, he hadn't got the best of form at that, at that stage. He got history, but very little else. Um, uh, I think we, uh, we can look at Danny's situation as being purely a cash decision. Danny Rose... Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just, um, Rose was before Clough though, but I agree. I'm thinking, I'm the thinking about the club yeah. rather than the yeah, 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 yeah. team. And yeah, the I just didn't way, want anyone to put, I, I no, just no, 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 I'm not going to go off Clough per se yeah. here. I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. These are the realities of running a low team, a low league football club. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, it was quite right and proper that CJ should go, especially if it was financially viable for Mansfield Town, and it gave CJ a step up the career ladder. Um, but, you know, you look at O'Keefe and would that have been the right decision? It's difficult to say. With the benefit of hindsight, everybody gets everything right, don't they? Yeah. Um, the problem is with that, we'd, we, with the O'Keefe situation, sorry to cut you off, and the Menayese situation in some respects, we don't know what they're costing the club. And if they're on big wages and we've got players, you know, who um, uh, are arguably um, on, on less than that who are, potentially better then it's the right decision and both of those clubs we won't be paying a penny towards either of those wages so effectively 
Um, that's two extra wages off the books, but we just couldn't get rid of them permanently because they were under contract by virtue of Graham Coughlin dishing out two-year deals everywhere. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in better shape next season. Yes, and we, until the end of this present season, we've got a goalkeeper that's being paid good money for doing nothing. So I think, I'm talking about Steck, by the way, I think we, um, Clough has what, he, what he's got. Um, he inherited some of the situation. He's tried to recruit. I don't think he's done a particularly good job of that, by the way. I think we're all in agreement there. Mm. And uh, some of the loan out situations were probably driven and others were considered. But either way, they've been made, rightly or wrongly, we've made those decisions. We have to stand on it now and move forward. Clough has got a great deal of confidence in his main team. He's not quite so confident about the, the, the people on the bench, seemingly, especially the younger players. I think that's unfortunate because if you really want to save money, play your younger players. But uh, the, uh, the the club is in a better position than the, than the, the, the stats would suggest. Um, but having said that, it's always jeopardy when you're bouncing along the bottom two or three clubs. Whatever yeah. your long-term plans are, however creditable it is to have a long-term plan, when you're bouncing along the bottom, everything else has to go to one side while you firefight. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, Williams got a good point to balance it. It says we forget about who he's brought in. Johnson, Hawkins, Quinns, and of course, we managed to sign Lapsley um, in the January transfer window on, on a permanent um, as well. Not a lot of people actually know and, and we'll, we'll, might not know this. Um, Lapsley was actually recalled by Charlton um, in the January window, but by virtue of, uh, I think, a game being postponed or whatever, um, it, it didn't come out. So we, he didn't actually miss a game for us and we managed to get that deal done which was a quite a good one for the club. So, you know, he has brought in some players. I just think he's just missed out on most, I'd say probably 90%, maybe 85, 90% of the players he's brought in have actually been good signings. It's just, Alan, that he's missed out on the, the top targets. And I think what we're, where we're critical is the fact that from an outsider's perspective, we don't know what goes on day to day. We don't know how the inner workings work. From an outsider's perspective, we've only had one target and plan B has been bypassed for, for plan Z quite often, hence the transfer deadline day emergency loan signs of two injured defenders. Yeah, I just wonder whether Nigel actually knew whether Naughty was carrying that slight niggle or whatever, you know. Mm. I don't know whether that was, like you say, we don't get to know the ins and outs, do we? But surely it's the responsibility of the recruitment team to do their due diligence. Yeah, well, it, it would have had to have had a medical, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know. And we have yeah. the luxury of a, of a, of a, a dedicated recruitment person. Um, yeah. Happens to be uh, um, his Mr. brother, Cuff's older brother. Um, and we've got a very, very experienced uh, managing director. Um, and you would expect between the two of them and with, the, with Clough as well, that they would have not fallen in that situation. Yeah. It seems to me almost improbable that you could, in a moment of panic, recruit two uh, central defenders, both of whom got injuries. And it, there was an excellent video as well. I can't remember who did it um, on transfer deadline day behind the scenes of, of our transfer deadline yeah. day dealings. Now, I've watched it a couple of times. I, I saw that. Fascinated by it. I thought it was fantastic. I would love the club to produce more content like that or let a podcast in to, to have a look at that. Um, I just think it's a fan <laughs> fascinating insight. Um, but one, a couple of things that I drew from that was um, they lost out on other targets, one of which was Pierre Genie from... Uh, from Oldham, um, who was a, a main target, um, and the rug was pulled on that one. Um, Forrester wasn't watched at all by by them. It was just video analysts which sort of got that. They knew he was injured. They knew the situation. But they had the eye on Narty as well, but didn't want to do it as quickly as it happened. They sent no. through the paperwork very early. So actually, there might be a little bit of, um, you know, conning work going in there. To, mm. uh, it's that they expire on yeah. Sean Darch's leg does up. There you go. Who knows? There you go. But there's there's certainly a little bit in there which is uh, uh, which is uh, interesting uh, to see. Let's move on to other aspects of Clough's uh, managerial reign so far. Um, this is pretty much, Clive, for me, the only negative other than the the transfer dealings, which you know are by the by. And it's a, a point from Kerry who says, I've written a letter to Nigel to express my concern about how he's spoken negatively about players. Um, it wasn't uh, unkind, yet the club refused to pass it on uh, to him. Whatever. But again, you've, you've written the letter, which is, uh, which, is, which is 
you know, well in within your right to do. And I think it's a, a good thing. I think it should be brought to his attention a little bit, uh, Alan, because um, I guess it potentially it's a generational thing, but football has definitely changed. And for me, there has been a few moments where I perhaps question whether Clough needed to perhaps think uh, about his answer before he gave it. The Elliot Hewitt one was funny because it was done in a funny way, which very yeah. much sounded like his dad. But the younger players more in particular, especially um, the young fullbacks who got an absolute roast in after that, yeah. um, the extra game. I think man management sometimes and the comments to the press need to be reined in a little bit or, or at least thought about because football is definitely different from when Clough first started managerial uh, duties somewhat 20 odd years ago. I would agree. And if, if you're going to tell somebody off, I'm a firm believer in like, like all the way back into your school days and that somebody pulled you to one side or closed the classroom door and had a quiet word if you'd done something wrong or if you didn't like the way they were doing it. And I would prefer that to be done that way. But as you know, like you said, it, it might be a generational thing. I don't, I don't, I really don't know. I don't know the answer to that one, Craig. It's not my personal uh, mm. way of doing things. I would sooner, you know, take them to one side, and I think that would be better for the person involved as well. You'd get yeah. more. If you were to put, sorry, put this into the context of somebody else's workplace. Yes, yours, for instance, Alan. Then there's a case for bullying. There's a case for being bullied using social media and other media. You don't do it. You just don't do it. I don't see why football should be considered any differently. Everybody's deserving of respect. Mm. And there's a lack of respect when you call somebody out. Now, I happen to think that one of the problems is they get called to do interviews within 15 minutes of the finish of a game. Yes. And he gets angry when things haven't gone well. And most of us do. Um, it's probably not the best way to take a sounding immediately after a game. Um, I'm perhaps oversimplifying that because he has he has been critical of players once he's had time to sleep on it as well. But uh, I, I don't want to overplay this one. I, I, you know, he's, he is his own man. He does it his own way, and people respect him for it. I'm sure. I just think that uh, it, it isn't the best of practice. But I don't. Want to, I think we've covered this one long and hard, haven't we? Yeah. yeah no, okay. Sorry, on, sorry, Craig. William Thomas had just made another good point there. You've just Clough, spotted it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Clough might have had a word with the players before it's shared, and that, that's a possibility. Yeah, you hope so. Obviously, again, we don't see everything from no. you know, that final whistle to that interview. We literally see full-time whistle, Clough walks off, just hit the yeah. microphone, sorry about that. Uh, Clough walks off, and then, um, you know, the next thing we see is, is the interview. But, you know, there is something in that whole, you know, the interview after the full-time whistle thing as well. Yeah. Sometimes there is a little bit of anger in, Every now and again, I am actually in favour, or I do actually like, you know, the assistant or the first team coach to to come and do the interview. A different perspective and someone who can can let it do. I really used to like it how it it used to work sometimes. Where um, I think it, it happened quite a lot with um, uh, Rainer and Evans and, and Rainer and Evans. Yeah, they used to share it quite often because you had one who was so het up and everything. And you just need that calm and perspective. Yeah. But again. I know that, you know, we potentially say it is a form of bullying or whatever, or, but I definitely think there'll be safeguards in, in place to uh, to look at those players. And I, I 100% uh, believe, fully believe that Nigel Clough will sit down with those players and, and go, look, this is why I've said this. This is what you need to improve. And I don't just think he'll just go just completely blank and just slaughter yeah. him in the press. I don't think he's that type of guy. All I think from my perspective is that football management has changed a lot in 20-odd years that he's been doing it. And he's still doing the interviews in the same way that he did when he first started, which there's nothing wrong with that because that's the way you are. You know, that's the way we are as people with our beliefs and things like that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just a viewpoint. And like football as a whole, it's just an opinionated game really uh, let's jump back into some more comments before we hear from the man himself from Nigel Clough and then we delve into the Clough cast quiz where you guys three of you guys will win a Mansfield Matters mug mugs um, Alex says getting Naylor in would have been the final piece of the puzzle however despite the medical being done uh, Jake Spate decided to stab us in the back yeah absolutely um, agree with that I think we've said that a number of times Naylor would have been uh, that <coughs> which we uh, we certainly needed. And actually, um, I was speaking to somebody um, 
the other day, actually, who were saying uh, that Naylor was once close to signing uh, for another club. Um, and exactly the same thing happened before he went to Portsmouth. His agent did a rug pull. So it's not the first time, apparently, that Mr. Mister Spatey's agent has uh, decided to do a little bit of um, extra negotiating, shall we say. Uh, Tim says, on the field, I question why Clough always leaves the substitutions far too late. What do you make of that one, Al? It, it, well, it, it's his own opinion, isn't it? You know, I sometimes like to think when uh, Kellen Gordon came on the other day, I would have liked to have stayed on the wing. I know he needed to come back in defence and he, the other lad uh, moved over. But uh, I would I, personally, I'd, I'd love to have stopped on the wing, you know, because we're in the ascendancy then. Yeah, we certainly are. I mean, for me, I think sometimes he does leave it a little bit too late, Clive. But uh, I Well, think he certainly left that... it too late to bring Tyrese Sinclair on. Yeah. yeah, that's a Tyrese Sinclair two-minute cameo every every week. Um, but again, that might be just because he's hampered by what he's got. But also, sometimes in some games, I feel like we don't need a sub. I actually felt on Saturday, I'd have been fine if we didn't make any because we were playing quite well. I think it was only by virtue of the fact that McLaughlin got an injury, really. Yeah, and Oates did, didn't he? Yeah, Oates did you as well, yeah. Hobbling a little bit. Yeah, It was absolutely. nice for Oates to come off to a, an individual it was. standing applause because I mean, he warranted it. Yeah, so It's nice to get that by coming off a few minutes before everybody else. Yeah. Sorry, I've just realised that Mr Wilson doesn't know what a substitution is. It's an exchange. Sorry, Al. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't uh, that since, Craig. If I've thought about that. I've even wrote it down on the side of the pad. Well, uh, on on um, well, Alan Wilson is is a substitute on this program. He's sponsored by Mansfield District Council and in the <laughs> refuge on, department. Well, just oh, just to get in your head a little bit more, Al, on uh, Tuesday night when I brought my tickets, they're already selling blocks A to D in the lower tier. So guess where we brought? Oh, you bought them near me. Oh yeah, <laughs> on, the, on the Wilson balcony. Absolutely. All right, the I'm Wilson balcony. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. We'll even give you a nice mug to put you to put it all in. Excellent. Um, uh, Roger says, Nigel won't change his criticism. I suspect will not listen to social media. So the views of the podcast will fall on deaf ears. Absolutely. Well, we don't mind them falling on deaf ears because at the end of the day, it's just a nice conversation for everybody else to have, isn't it? And, you know, to, to get that going. Uh, don't forget, says, just remind everybody that all of the fans <laughs> on the terraces or in the seats, they're all better football managers than the football managers themselves. That's true. And the the popular video game football manager um, just adds to that. By the way, I've started my uh, Stags career on there. And so far, me and Clough are on a par. I have, however, brought in a centre-half. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, Paul says... No idea what he's talking about, Alan, have you? Oh, dear, dear, dear. Uh, Paul says... Um, oh, I've just lost it now. Um, something about getting Clough on the podcast or something. Um yeah, we'd like that. We would like that, but it it won't happen because, yeah. Uh, he says, get Clough on your podcast, Craig, let the fans ask him questions. I would absolutely love that, a fans sort of forum. Um, we haven't had a fans forum for a while. Maybe we'll, we'll have no. one. I think there's definitely one needed, whether it's on this podcast or an open fans forum. Um, yeah. Um, we did have a, a Zoom meeting with uh, Nigel Clough. Before I threw my resignation in, in my previous job, I hosted uh, a little Zoom with Clough with the uh, walking footballers, which you were both on, I believe, actually. Yeah, it was quite useful. It was, it was quite informative and it, and it was relaxed as well. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it didn't get any uh, awkward questions, did it? We were just uh, well, summarising and going in the past on what had happened before in his you know, career. He did most of the talking, apart and from your dad. And well, yeah, and at, at that point, at that point, to be fair as well, there were no awkward questions to ask, was there really? No, so, uh, no ammunition, that's what you're saying. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe it might have been a little bit different if it was done now, but there you go. Right, that's enough from uh, from us. Let's hope that I uh, play the right video this time. I played the wrong one at the start of the show because I've got to be in the wrong order. Woo, go me. That's what happens when you put the podcast together at midnight. Uh, let's hear from the Stags boss himself. Let's hear from Nigel Clough as he reflects on one year in charge of the Stags. Get your pens and papers ready. Quiz time coming up. It certainly has gone quick, first of all, uh, but it's been uh, it's been interesting. It's been enjoyable in the most part. 
And so the last six or eight weeks have been as challenging as at any point we've had in 23 years. Um, uh, but generally, uh, it has been enjoyable. I think what's struck us over the 12 months is how many good people there is at the club, uh, the potential of the club. You know, we've got great owners, we've got a great chief exec. There's so many good things in place here, including where we're sitting now at the RH Academy, uh, to give the, the club a chance to go forward. Uh, we just need to get a settled good side on the pitch uh, and we want a side that mirrors uh, mirrors the supporters aspirations uh, as well as their emotions uh, and I always think supporters want to see a, a team on the pitch that play like they they would if they had the opportunity which means giving everything uh, but they also want to see some good football as well I hope they've seen enough in the 12 months to know how we want to play how we can play uh, and how we're going to try uh, this season to keep progressing. The first win at Forest Green uh, in the league uh, was was an, an important uh, milestone uh, just short of a year ago. Uh, but I think we've I think we've had many just generally when we put on a really good performance in the last season. You know, um, scoring goals. You know, we beat Oldham and then won at Port Vale on the last day. And even this season, some of the some of the way we've played, uh, I think going into the season, just pre-season and going into early season when we had the players available. Uh, I think that's sort of been a highlight and uh, seeing what we're capable of football-wise uh, and then getting results. We thought COVID was and the pandemic, uh, which it was for a lot of reasons in football, main one being no crowd being around. Uh, that was a, uh, it was very, very difficult for a lot of people, I think, to deal with in football, as well as supporters, of course. Um, but then we start this season with such optimism and we start so well and even in the defeats we played so well you know in the cup against uh, Preston and then Swindon and Bradford we're still playing well um, and then I think to lose as many as we did and uh, certainly losing James Perch uh, is, is, is still a major blow we, we had a laugh with him on Friday morning actually and saying that you know he was out there sort of with the, with the players he obviously can't join in and I said to him, he's a, he's a good player, you know, Perchie. He's been over the years, he's been fantastic, but he's not that good. <laughs> he's not that good that we can't win a game without him, you know. Uh, and we had a laugh on Friday morning about it and hopefully the, the players took it on board. Oh, if only we'd uh, done Nigel Clough bingo, because again, he mentions James Perch in there. But uh, there you go. That's Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stag, reflecting on his time so far as Mansfield manager. He'll be celebrating a year to the day he put pen to paper as the Stags take on Sunderland in the FA Cup on Saturday. And a reminder about that, if you uh, still haven't sorted your travel yet, uh, the SSA, the Stag Supporters Association, uh, have uh, the final 48 seats available aboard their coach to Sunderland. Um, if you, that was a, as of uh, quarter to six this evening, 48 seats uh, remained. If you want to travel, all you need to do to get your travel ticket is call 07967 689 597. That's 07967 689 597 to book. Uh, and you may be sharing a coach with Mr. Alan Wilson, who is going to be doing bus bingo potentially. The second person of this podcast panel to be doing bus bingo. And I guarantee, Alan, yours will be a lot better than mine. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't there to witness yours, Greg. But I'm sure it was uh, suitable for the occasion. It's a long way, to Exeter. There we go. There we go. Um, Mr. Edge has been in touch. Um, I think he's he's gone um, for a bit of a joke here, and I might have missed the, the punchline. Um, he unfortunately couldn't join us for the full podcast tonight. He says, uh, "Hi lads, have you heard that I launched my own clothing line earlier this week? I probably shouldn't have set those fireworks off so close to the washing line." It is a joke. It's a very bad joke. It's yeah, joke. it's it's awful. <laughs> it's it's worse than mine. In fact, that's that's Nathan. Until you've if you come in here on Sunday on the Sunday sermon, I want I, I need a better joke than that from you. I think, um, we, should, I think we should give him a rocket. Oh. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Right. No more firework puns. Um, otherwise, we'll be shooting into the night. Uh, anyway, uh, moving swiftly on, uh, we will end on one final Nigel Clough question, Nigel Clough-based question at the end of the show. And that is something he mentioned in the, in the uh, interview there that we've just heard. Um, and that is... Uh, that he hopes that us fans have seen enough to know that 
where he wants to go forward uh, is a positive place. Uh, Roger says, no doubt there's room still for improvement, still to be done with the squad. But the big question will be, will they get the players they require for next season? Uh, we'll touch on that in a couple of minutes' time towards the end of the show. But first, it's time for the return of an excellent, excellent jingle. I'm really looking forward to this one. Can't wait for it. It's time for a great feature in the show, and it's time for this. Quizzical. 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 Let's get quizzical. Quizzical. Let's get quizzical. It's a Nigel Clough-based quiz. Uh, Clive and Alan are going to be playing against each other um, oh. on the podcast um, <laughs> to see who is the brainiest and who knows the most. E- easy uh, win for you. Win now. <laughs> um, and also, uh, also, you guys at home as well can play along. There's a link in the description if you want to play along online or if you want uh, a pen and paper, you can do that as well. And there will be uh, three mugs uh, available to the uh, the top three scorers in this quiz. As Nigel Clough celebrates one year as Mansfield Town Manager, um, we're putting your knowledge of the events which have unfolded to the test. All you need is a pen and paper or the Google link, which is in the description, um, which will stay live, by the way, um, until after Saturday's game. So you've got until Sunday (laughs) to enter the quiz and we'll announce the winners on Sunday's show. Um, There'll be mugs given away to the top three scorers. Uh, The link to submit your scores and play along, as I say, is in the description. Good luck. There were 26 points up for grabs, but I thought of two more questions before the show, so they're now 30 <laughs> points up for grabs in total. Oh, uh, so all you need is your pen and paper uh, to play along now. I'm hoping I'm going to do something new with this software now. I'm hoping that this works. Um, I'll get off there, Alan. All right, mate. See you. Yeah, me. <laughs> I've got no chance against you, Mr. Quiz Parking. Please tell me you can hear that little bit of music in your ears. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Excellent. That's it. Uh, right. I thought I'd bring a nice, like, little bit of uh, music and atmosphere to it. Are you ready to play? Get your pens and papers ready. This is. Uh, we'll speed through it, and I'll do the answers at the end as well. Craig, so- can I just point out that people like Alan and myself, we know an awful lot of information. The trouble is, we can't remember any of it. <laughs> that's I'd the agree com- with that. That's the comedy value of it for you. There we go. Right. Here we go. Eyes down for question number. It's not bingo. Eyes down for question number one. Against which side did Clough first take charge from within the dugout? Against which side did Clough first take charge from within the dugout? As always with these questions, it's imperative that you listen to the full question. So question one, against which side did Clough first take charge from within the dugout? If you're playing along at home, please do not put any of the answers in the comments. You can just submit your scores afterwards. Uh, question two, and I'll give you um, a minute on this one. In that game, so in the answer to question one, name the players to feature. There's one point per player. Horrible question, straight in at question number two. So question one was against which side did Clough first take charge from within the dugout? And question two, in that game, name the players to feature one point per player. I'll give you a minute uh, to do that. And whilst you do that, timely reminder that if you want to, uh, if you don't win the quiz and win yourselves one of these Mansfield Matters mugs, if you want to buy yourself a Mansfield Matters mug and support the podcast, for just £10 on our website, mtfcmatters.co.uk. Also on the homepage there, there's a little... Um, e-newsletter um, email submission submit your email and you'll be sent details about upcoming quiz nights which won't just all be featured on Mansfield Town theme questions they'll be a lot broader we're looking to do them in the coming months and have a bit of a Christmas event as well uh, so there you go uh, last 30 seconds on that question in that game name the players to feature one point per player so if you don't know the answer to one you're buggered for question two correct or you could just, or you could just have a guess at some players and win yourself some bonus points. It's a tactical game, Clive. I've done that. Tactical game. Roberts. Uh, question number three. It's definitely not him. Question number three. January and February were very stop-start with games being postponed left, right, and centre. But in that period, how many games were actually called off? January and February, very stop-start with games being postponed. But in that period, how many games were actually called off? Is it three, is it five, or is it seven? January and February, very stop-start. In that period, how many games were actually called off? Three, 
five or seven. Question number four, quite an apt question. The FA Cup provided some drama and arguably the moment of the season last season with a dramatic end to the second round tie with Dagenham and Redbridge. Alan was the only one out of these, the three of us that was actually there for that game, so uh, much pressure on it. <laughs> Nicky Maynard scored the scuffiest of winners. Moments after what event happened? So the FA Cup provided drama and arguably the moment of the season with a dramatic end to the second round tie with Dagenham and Redbridge. Nicky Maynard scored the scuffiest of winners moments after what happened. That's when the glider landed on the pitch. Got it. Uh, question number five. Clough brought in three loan players during a disappointing January window. Can you name them for one point apiece? Question five. Clough brought in three loan players during a disappointing January window. Name them for one point apiece. Question number six. Having played a full season behind closed doors... Clough had to wait for his welcome from Stags fans. But how many were in attendance on the season's opening day against Bristol Rovers? Stags fans only, please. Having played a full season near enough behind closed doors, Clough had to wait for his welcome from Stags fans. How many were in attendance on the season's opening day against Bristol Rovers? Stags fans only, please. A reminder, if you've just tuned in and you want to play along with this quiz, there's a link in the description to all of these questions. They will be on there until the end of Saturday till Saturday evening. Mugs for the top three uh, scorers. We'll mark them and reveal the answer on Sunday's show. Question number seven. Great question, this. Which Stags player landed himself in hot water with Andy Garner and Nigel Clough after a trip to South End, in which he failed to disclose the location of a good chippy? Which player landed himself in hot water with Andy Garner and Clough after a trip to Southend in which he failed to disclose the location of a good chippy? Question number eight of 12. After a tremendous run, the Stags season started to tail off last term after throwing away a two-goal lead at home to Bolton. Who had scored to put the Stags 2-0 up with less than 20 minutes to go? One point for each. So after a tremendous run, the stag season started to tail off after throwing away a two-goal lead at home to Bolton. Who had scored to put the Stags two goals up with less than 20 minutes to go? Very tricky question for number nine. Who is the Stags assistant manager? Who is the Stags assistant manager? Question 10, everybody's favourite, it's an anagram, Champs Gia, Champs Gia, C-H-A-M-P-S-J-E-E-R, is an anagram of which of Clough's squads? Little clue for you if you're struggling, he mentions him every single interview. Uh, and now to the two questions which were added 10 minutes before the show. Very important question. Question number 11. What is the name of Nigel Clough's dog? What is the name of Nigel Clough's dog? Shep. And the final question. Three players have missed penalties this season. One point each to name them. Three, penalty, uh, three players have missed penalties this season. One point each to name them all. So I'll give you a couple of seconds to write down your answers. If you're playing along at home and you've been playing along on a pen and paper, you can do one of two things. You can either submit your score in the chat or you can take a photo of your piece of paper with your final score written on and send it um, to us via social media or via email, mtfcmatters at gmail.com or at mtfcmatters on Facebook and on Twitter. Or you can play along via our Google Forms quiz the link is in the description. Time now for the answers then. Uh, let's see out of Clive and Alan who has won. If you're uh, if you're wanting to play along on the online link, this is the point where you pause the show 
or stop listening to the show. If you're watching live, stop because I'm going to reveal the answers. You can watch it again later on. If you're listening to the audio version of this, pause the show now because the answers are coming. In three, two, one. I warned you. Question one against which side did Clough first take charge from within the dugout? Clive. Forest Green Rovers. Wrong. Alan. I'd got Forest Green. Wrong. It was Scunthorpe United. Uh, the, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, EFL. EFL trophy. Yeah. Um, in that game, name the players to feature one point per player. You could have had <laughs> Aidan Stone, James Clark, Roland Menayese, Ryan Sweeney, Corey O'Keefe, Tyree Sinclair, Aaron O'Driscoll, Alistair Smith, Jason Law, Jamie Reed, Andy Cook, Ollie Clark, Kellen Gordon, and Nathan Kane. Question number three, January and February were very stop-start with games being postponed, but in that period, how many games were actually called off? Three, five, or seven. The answer, Alan, was? Five. Correct. Well done. The FA Cup for number four provided drama and arguably the moment of the season um, against Dagenham and Redbridge. Nicky Maynard scored the scuffy for the winners moments after what happened. Alan, can you remember what incident happened which had us all laughing at home? And all, no, uh, no I, I, it's completely baffled me. The only thing I could have thought of was it came on as a sub, but obviously yes, that's wrong. That's oh, it's right. It, it, well, it is right and it is wrong. Nicky Maynard did come on as a sub, um, but it's not that substitution which is the answer. It no. is Aidan Stone was brought on to replace Marek Steck. Uh, penalty, penalty. Yeah. Uh, so if you've got Aidan Stone's substitution or anything along those lines, give yourself a point. Clive, did you get that one? No. Uh, next one. Um, Clough brought in three lone players during a disappointing January window. Name them one point for each. Oli Sarkic, Stephen Quinn, and Jamie Pardington were the answers for that one. I've got one. Well done. One point for each. Having played a full season behind closed doors-ish, Clough had to wait for his welcome from Stags fans for question six. How many were in attendance on the season's opening day against Bristol Rovers? Clive, do you want to take a stag- stab in the dark? This is this just Stags fans only? Just Stags fans. 5,000. Alan? 6534. The answer I'm looking for for the point is 4958. Um, the... Full attendance was 6346 less the 1388 from Bristol Rovers yeah. gives you 4958. So just 5,000 qualifiers a win? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, question, question seven. What's uh, which, the next address is the next question, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, question seven. Close. Which Stags player landed himself in hot water with Andy Garner and Clough after a trip to South End after he failed to disclose the location of a good chippy? The answer is Stephen McLaughlin. Got yeah. that. Well got done if that. you got that. Uh, question eight. After a tremendous run, the Stag season started to tail off after throwing away a two-goal lead at home to Bolton. Who scored to put the Stags tuna up with less than 20 minutes to go? Alan? I've got Barry and Lapsley. Wrong. Clive? I've just got Lapsley. Uh, wrong. Ollie Clark and Jamie Reed were the answers. Oh. Uh, question nine. Uh, who is the Stags' assistant manager? Clive. Andy Garner. Wrong. Alan. I'd got Andy Garner. No, it's not. It's actually Gary Crosby. Andy Garner's the oh, first of team course, yeah. There you go. One, yeah. Four to pull you out. Question number ten. He mentions him all the times. Champs cheer is an anagram of who? James Clark. Ooh. James Perch. James Perch is the answer. Oh, Perch, yeah, of course. James Perch. Yeah. Um, question eleven. What is the name of Cluffy's dog? It's Bobby. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby yeah, I've got that. And finally, three players who have missed penalties this season. Uh, name them one point each. Jordan Bowery, Ollie Hawkins and Danny. It's still in the sky, Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Well done if you've got any of them. You two have a little... Them. Well done. Um, you two have a little tot-up. You've got a total <laughs> of 30 points available there. So write down Indeed. your scores out of 30. If you Craig, along, uh, if I've you got a question Craig, for you, Craig, while, we're, while you're totting up. I'm not, well, I'm not talking up, but go on, yeah. Go on. What's your question? Nigel Clough's got a middle name. What is it? Uh, I want to say either... I want to say Howard. Are you saying Howard? I'm going to say Howard. Ring your bell, you're right. Well done. Hey. Good effort. Because, wasn't it Brian's middle name as well? It could have ever been. So there you go. I've got a tiebreaker for you. Go on. What's Nigel Clough's wife's name? 
Mrs. Mrs. Clough. Clough. Mrs. Clough. Moving, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Uh, if you were playing along in the live feed to this, either pop your scores in the comments now or tweet them to us at MTFC Matters or email them mtfcmatters at gmail.com. Also, you can play along on the Google link until um, Saturday. Please play along, honestly. We'll give mugs away to the top three uh, players and we'll reveal the winners on Sunday. Finally, though, Alan and Clive, give me your scores. Clive, what did you get out of a possible 30? You scored... 14. 14? That's a, that's a good effort. I think that's nearly just below 50%. Alan. 15. 15. Alan Wilson has swooped in and he's oh. absolutely taken the win. And for that, Mr. Wilson, we will reward you with your long overdue, brand new Mansfield <laughs> Masters mug. Thanks and so much. it was Bobby that did it. It was Bobby that did it. See, yeah. always a question about a dog. Uh, thanks so much to the both of you for taking part in that. And thanks to you at home if you took part in it as well. A little bit of a fun for you. We are going to be doing more Mansfield Matters quizzes, as I say, but they won't all be Stags themed. They'll be more broader themed as well. So make sure you sign up to our mailing list on our website for more details on that. Final question to end on um, tonight. And that is something which Nigel Clough mentioned in his interview. Um and he, that is that he hopes that us supporters have seen enough uh, to know the direction in which we're heading. Have you seen enough, Clive Parkin, to know that we're in good hands going forward? <sighs> to a point. I think it, there's an awful lot of it left to my imagination at the moment. Alan, what about yourself? 100%. 100%. I think I'm somewhere in between. I think I have seen enough and... Based on his, you know, previous records at other clubs, um, I've got full faith that he will take this club forward. But it's a long haul; it's longevity which we need. We need yeah. that extra bit of patience and that little bit of weariness. But having a good January transfer window is going to be very, very key, and that's going to be very much scrutinised by us on this podcast when January. Uh, arrives. Uh, Nathan says that he's got 31 out of uh, possible 30. Well done, That's Nathan. Physically impossible, Nate. <laughs> physically impossible. <laughs> Shocking. Um, but um, yeah, where was it? Yeah, I think we've we've got enough about us going forward. It is a long-term project for me. Part one was done, has been done, and that is keeping us safe from relegation. Although the league table at the minute is, is you know... Um, Last season, it was keeping us up. He did You're that. being very presumptive. Uh, this season, um, the next job was to clear the wage budget out. He's done that to a degree. Step three of the plan is moving the club forward. And he said it would take two or three transfer windows. And I fully believe that. I think once we get more players back into the fold, we will be in a better position and we will be fighting a little bit more to... to to turn our form around and hopefully we can do that this week. Um, quick mention of Sunderland and Newcastle coming up this week. Stax fans will be backed by big numbers on Saturday, Clive. Probably around 1,500 will travel up to the stadium alight. Difficult game. They're on a bit of a dodgy run of form though themselves. The magic of the FA Cup, who knows what might happen. I'm not, however, asking for a prediction. No podcast prediction uh, this week. What are you expecting to see from Mansfield Town though? Well, first of all, I'm looking forward to going. I've not been to the Stadium of Light. Um, we would have gone last year if circumstances had allowed it. Um, but I think what I want to see is the players enjoying the game, showing us, showing us what they can do. Alan, what about you? Because, you know, this it's almost twofold here. Almost like when he first started, because he was at Sunderland last year. Let's not forget that. He was in the stand watching um, Richard Cooper take charge and, and get the, the win for, for him because of the COVID rules at the time. Um, so he evaluated the squad over the two games, the Sunderland game from watching from the stands and then every other player played in that um, Scunthorpe game, which tripped a few of you up on question one of the quiz. Yeah, yeah. um, it's almost deja vu because I actually think there'll be a lot of that this time round as well because John Joe O'Toole will get a run out. We're likely to see Will Forrester for the first time. Maybe we'll see a little bit more of, of Kel Gordon and the younger players coming through as well because we are out of the competition, so we've got nothing to lose at that stage. Yeah. I think on Saturday it will be more of the same, please, as they did last year. But although I think Lee Johnson will probably put a stronger team out than the other chap did. 
you know, yeah. when we played them last time. And uh, yeah. for Tuesday night, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. You know, seeing some fresh faces. You're not yes. looking forward There's to Tuesday night. To you're not looking forward to Tuesday night at all, Alan, because you know right. all through that game, I'm going to be every time in the second half, I'm going to be going, exchanged! <laughs> well, as long as Clive brings the sausage rolls, it won't be a problem. Don't be rude. Hey, listen, uh, <laughs> who was born in Sunderland? Yes, Mr. Clough, of course. There you go, you see. You've, you, I've got all these questions. You could have had these for nothing. Well, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Maybe, maybe next time. Maybe I'm saving them for the end of the season, you see, because, you know, there's yeah. more quizzes to come. That is all, though, we've got We've got time for. Um, quick final one-word answer from all, all three of us. Um, we'll start with Clive, then you, Mr. Wilson, uh, and then me for, for the final bit. Do you still back Mansfield Town's Nigel Clough as manager? And in this this time next year, we'll be sitting here doing a podcast about his second year anniversary. Yes. Yes. And from me and the dog, it's a yes as well. Many thanks. Uh, to Libby. Absolutely. Libby, you've been fantastic. Only one bark all night. She definitely deserves a treat. Also a nice little shout out as well. Can we have a nice little shout out for Mrs. Wilson, who's been sat behind the camera, helping Mr. Wilson with his, his tech, tech as per usual done a fantastic job yeah, make sure you go you and buy, buy a, a bunch of flowers and make her a cup of tea with your good hand all right don't put anything on the yeah. bad hand uh boys thank you very much gentlemen for joining us again she's heard the word biscuit she's off uh, yeah. we will see you again um soon as well and we look forward to catching up with you both um on saturday at sunderland for now though that is all we have got time for so Nigel Clough concludes of being Mansfield Town's manager. Will he still be in charge in a year's time? And will Mansfield Town have made a progression by way of promotion, by way of players, or by any other means necessary? All we know is, for me, longevity is key in this football management game. So let's stick with it. Also, a little shout out to the uh, youth team today. Half time in their game with Boston, the FA Youth Cup won all in that one. We wish them all the very best and hope that the first team can replicate that kind of to a degree on Saturday by continuing where they left off on Saturday. And that is uh, getting a victory. From me, from Clive, from Alan, from Kevin Nathan, who couldn't make it tonight either. Thank you very much for watching. Thanks for getting involved with the club quiz. The link is in the description if you want to play along. Winners announced on Sunday. Join us again on Sunday for the Sunday tournament from six as we reflect on the Stags FA Cup trip to Sunderland. From me, though, enjoy the rest of your week. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Good night. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com botox cosmetic out botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.